bowels of One Half Radio Plaza at Life Media Studios. Hello, folks. Welcome back to Real Country Radio. We don't play nothing but real country music. Coming up now, we're going to start off the set with... In the morning. Everybody's doing it. Pull you up a chair and listen to this. Welcome back to Sidetracked here on the Pulling Radio Network. No, I still don't know him. <laughs> We're going to have to arrange that one day. Just that way you can say you've met him. I don't really... I like his music, but I don't care. I'm not, I don't get starstruck with people like that. He's a cool dude. Oh, no question, but... Come to you live once again. And from the Second Baptist Bar and Grill, the Dirty Hooker Diesel Studios. Another exciting episode. Not Probably not really exciting. I mean, who really wants to listen to us, motherfucker? Nobody, but if, uh, if you've listened to this show at all in the past, you've heard our guest, and he's freaking hilarious. You know, 
honestly, hands down, my favorite repeat guest. Yeah, I, I love having this guy on, so I'm looking forward to tonight. We need to get him in studio sometime with us. It's going to be hard. We might have to do mobile studio, maybe. But that would be just fucking awesome. Yeah. I wish people could hear the unedited the, the tracks that are in the archives that will never, ever be heard. We could do it. We, we need to video podcast it and just have a camera permanently aimed at Clay Drenth's face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk uh, NATPA action again as we get ready to go with the winter season. And uh, for the choice of this song tonight, of course, Kid Rock bringing us in. But we're going to get the heads up and low down. On that motherfucking class known as Division 5 Plus. So with that, uh, Armstead needs nicotine after he got out of the Already? shower. I just got out of the shower. I haven't had a cigarette in like 10 minutes. You don't do shower smoke? Yeah! And I've set up and torn out this stage with my... Yeah! <laughs> oh, fuck it, let it run. A little Metallica sample <laughs> song. Kid Rock, go ahead. Maybe next week. Maybe next week. <sighs> so with that, we're going to take a break, uh... Make sure you support our uh, great sponsors. Once again, Diesel Freak, Send Pico Oil, and Schubert Janine S Motorsports, and of course, Turbo Tony himself, Tony Burkhard, and the great folks up at Dirty Hooker Diesel, keeping the sound waves rolling, not only for Sidetrack, but pulling Radio Network for all of 2017. Dirty Hooker Diesel is your full-size diesel performance specialist, Harbor Beach. We're Michigan's final authority on anything performance and replacement related. Specializing in diesel performance parts and accessories for Duramax, Cummins, and Powerstroke diesel engines. From custom-built transmissions and engines to CP3 pumps and injectors. Check them out at DirtyHookerDiesel.com. Hi, this is Tony Burkett, owner of Dirty Hooker Diesel. We are a full-service repair facility that can handle any task from stock to modified, big or small. So give us a call, 989-479-0444. Dirty Hooker Diesel, the final authority on everything performance and replacement. Welcome back to Sidetrack, powered by Dirty Hooker Diesel here on the Pulling Radio Network. Joining us now is the president, the boss man, with the National Antique Tractor Pulling Association, Bob DeBerg's on the other end of our line. Good evening, sir. Hello, homeboys. How you doing? Oh, just dandy. Uh, you didn't get to hear the intro, but we did uh, Kid Rock, You've Never Met a Motherfucker Quite Like Me, because what better song to describe you? Yeah, that's pretty much my theme song. <laughs> That and I'm bringing sexy back. I'm, I'm a half my I'm a happy boy. I use that quite a bit too. <laughs> I can do I can picture you in a fedora smoking a cigar. Yes, that'd be me. Only I do other things with a cigar, but that's on another. <laughs> I said it was Bob DeBerg, not Bill DeBerg. 
What's happening in Michigan, guys? Uh, nothing. It's hot and dry. Yep, here too. The, the southern states is getting rain, but and now it's going northeast. But yeah, right where I'm at, it's pretty dry yet. I think my wife uh, said she had a trip planned out to Iowa again. I don't. I can't understand why she keeps going out there about every other month. Damn this thing, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, as we just learned, it must be a quick trip. <laughs> so, uh, NATP action! NATP action! Get ready to kick off for the winter 2017-2018 year. And uh, fortunately, no Great Lakes Classic this year. Uh, sort of. Sort of. It's uh, ran into some issues, but Mason will start off this year. Of course, uh, Halloween weekend, and uh, what's new and exciting for this year, Bob? Well, it started out, like you say, we December pulled at Long Waterloo, and then we've grown, and we're all excited. Everything's going good, and then I get a call one night going, uh, Bob... I don't think we're going to have a pull. I'm like, excuse me? And, uh, yeah, they said they had some situations come up where it just wasn't going to work out financially and was getting things set up, and some people didn't follow through like they were supposed to. So we went kind of to plan B, and I talked to some other guys who were trying to maybe put up a pull at maybe in Illinois and Michigan to uh, take its place. And then we talked with the board at Mason, and they decided, well, hell, let's just go ahead and make it a two-day pull. So that's what we came up with. So Mason now is going to be a pull on the 27th and 28th, that Friday and Saturday, two days, and they're both going to be a points pull. So we won't lose any points on those two days. So that worked out pretty well, I guess. And the best part is there's no college football in Michigan that weekend, so finding a place to crash should be easy. Usually that's a nightmare trying to get something in Lansing for a hotel and stuff. So that worked out well. Yeah, the big, actually, big actually Michigan the, Michigan State games this weekend. So it's this weekend. It's at the Big House. So yeah, yeah, that's what I hear. That should be a good game. I don't know. I, I Mark D'Antonio's got to do some work here. He's got to do a little better recruiting. I'm getting. I'm yeah. tired of Big Brother beating up on us again. Just needs to take some lessons from Rick Pitino and start paying better. <laughs> we got, got so many freshmen playing. Oh, par for the course anymore, you know. I mean, hey, but Green will come out on top again this year. I almost can so feel in other it. words, in seven years, they, when they're seniors, they should be pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty seven much. Years and two other children, and they'll be good. <laughs> From so three different mothers, you figure that out. Me. Exactly. Is that some other word? So, so uh, we got the same lineup as last year. Uh, roughly, we'll have like nine pulls again this year. Um, right after Mason, we'll immediately go to Springfield, Missouri. That's November fourth, down in the Ozarks. So that'll be the next week right after Mason. So we'll be busy doing some tractor pulling. You do uh, realize you cannot get to Springfield from Mason, right? Can. I'm, we're looking at the map right now. You see where that's at, Charles? Yeah, that's. I can't get there from here. I mean, you got all them pit. Oh wait, that's where we've been this year. Never mind. <laughs> we got a lot of pins in the way. Kayak. You gotta take a kayak for some of it, but yeah, you can get there. I hear banjos pedal faster. <laughs> <laughs> hey, isn't that's that Dave Fultz? <laughs> <laughs> 
So this, uh, we decided we're going to have the spring pole this year in 2018, and uh, June 23rd we're looking up back up in uh, Michigan with you guys in Barron Springs. That's not Michigan. That's Indiana. Might as well be. Very close. Yeah, it's within what 20 miles. Yeah. Really? It's, yeah, I knew it. Most people don't realize that you can drive, you know, half a day and still stay in the state of Michigan. I know it's scary. I do that because I'm lost. <laughs> That's in his own county. <laughs> it wasn't flat that way, but. That takes. Now, I, I would understand if that was happening to you somewhere in like the Appalachians or something where no road goes straight, but around here, damn, there's a road every mile. Well, when you got your sister with you, who's also your wife, so, you know. Uh, the sister wife. Yeah. It's all relative. Yep. No, about the only thing new for the new rules for us this year <laughs> is the Division 5, which started uh, at the uh, summer pole, God bless you, is... Uh, we changed Division 5. The only two things that changed is the year from 59 to 51. And now we put a speed limit of 12 miles an hour in Division 5. And that goes into play this year for this season. I think that's what Drew was allergic to, was the 12-mile-an-hour thing. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. <laughs> no, the neighbors are out. <laughs> we'll explain that with you off air. <laughs> Got a lot of pollen on our legs, or what? We'll explain to that. Explain to that one to you on commercial break. There's even some things I won't discuss on this air. <laughs> even with our new format, that's pretty bad. Right. <laughs> new version of cutting grass, huh? Ah, no, no, don't worry. No, I didn't see the guy with the samurai swords out there today. I haven't seen him in two years. Mm. Wonder if something happened. You lost. He got jumped. Somebody broke his sword. It didn't end good. <laughs> ninja action? Yeah, we had a guy, well... Right when you and Tanya started dating. Yeah, he was walking around the neighborhood on a semi-consistent basis with two katana blades. I don't know what that was about. Yeah, strapped to his back. You want to be a ninja turtle. Oh, nice. Well... No, no different than what you see on campus, you know, goofballs and weirdos and burnouts. You told him I, I got a 20-point in the back needs a little cutting on and help yourself. <laughs> My luck, you'd hit the sidewall and really piss me off. <laughs> no, 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 top cut, top cut, top cut. How do you fire a guy with two katana blades on his back? Real easy at a long distance with a gun. <laughs> with, with a pistol, yeah, just exactly. He'd have been fine and just offer him, offer him a pizza and he'd have done a good job. <laughs> you there, pat him on the head and get a piece of candy and run like us. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice little outfit you have there, little guy. <laughs> Happy Halloween. You're a little early again this year, but what the hell? Huh? <laughs> oh, God. Um, we did discuss at the last... Uh, at the uh, championship poll, we did discuss Division One and Two. That was up for review, and um, basically, Division Two nothing happened there. And after three hours of looking at each other, nothing really happened with Division One. The only thing that actually happened with Division One is now, not this year, but next year, um, they'll be able to run suitcase weight. 
and basically the suitcase weights are allowed in front of the rear axles. I know, high tech. And then we can also run suitcase weights in back of the front axle or front tires. So that should help a little bit with uh, opening up some people who want for more than one class or putting on their little weights they got from J.C. Penney's and stuff. So I hope that helps out a little bit. Wow, I mean, you guys are really getting radical with your rule changes in Division One suitcase weights. I don't. That'll really bring in the numbers, won't it? What's next? Steering wheel knobs? Hey, hey, don't get carried away here. People are listening. <laughs> I, I want him disqualified. No, I, I, I want him disqualified. He took off the rain cap. <laughs> I did want to open it up a little bit more, but it just didn't happen. And you know, it's like, well, you guys are pulling there. What do you got to say? And they're like, well, let's kind of keep it the way it is. So, well, you two guys have a good time, I guess. So that's where we're at. I can see a certain engine builder from downstate already bitching because of the suitcase weights loud. That guy's WC does not have a rain cap on it. Well, Gary, the only reason is because you can look up into the exhaust on a WC. That's an aftermarket ring cap. <laughs> you know, the, the really old unstyled one that has that uh, pinched off and, like, canted out at a 60-degree angle exhaust manifold that's required because that's his hair dryer. <laughs> I only really made a little profile WC. <laughs> A little bit more restriction, a little bit more flow. and He pinched that pipe off a little bit more. He's getting more horsepower. I know it. Exactly. So, nothing exciting for rules uh, other than one big deal coming out. I'm giddy about this one. Yeah, this, this makes me smile. Which is, this would be the Division, division Red. No, I looked at Division 5. It's, Divi- it's red, too. Oh. We still got you there, Bob? Yeah, I'm just listening. Confusion to the enemy. Division 5 Plus is also red. So is yeah, Division five. 5. 5 is pink and purple, I think. They really got to work. I like the color pink, but it's kind of hard to read. It looks red. No, now, the one that's hard to read is that damn yellow. I couldn't find any darker shade of yellow. So that's the one that's hard to read. So now when we announce the classes, do we have to announce them by their color? Uh, no. Because I'm sure somebody will say that's racist. Oh, I'm sure. The most popular class he puts in yellow. We're pulling closer to Lansing, not closer to Ann Arbor. I think we'll be all right. <laughs> so, uh... There's parts of my body that are blue right now, so... Hey, what goes on between you and your wife is between you and your wife. So, uh, let's talk about the red class. Alrighty. So, we've been waiting for this class to come for quite some time. It was talked about, thrown out there, and quickly dismissed by, well, point blank, some idiots. So, uh, I see the NATPA uh, board went and created a class just like uh, Division Two Top Cut. That would never take off, you know. That class would never be successful. Exactly. And how's that class doing on numbers again? That's probably one of our best classes we have. Huh. Go figure. So anyways, Division 5+, plus. quick rundown of what we have. What, what are you not allowed? Let's make it easy. Um, basic rules. Um... 
it's going to be 1961 and older. Uh, we're trying to figure out what weight class was kind of fall into play. We didn't want anything below 3750 because we didn't want anything to get silly. So we went from 3750 to 4250, 4750, 55, and 6250. We figured that way the GPIs could still get in there too and play. Um, the reason why, which I was kind of against too, but we have good reason, is why we didn't allow the diesels in. It's just simply with the indoor tracks the way they are. And Andrew can test like in Waterloo, that absolutely would not work at all with diesel tractors in there. No, you know it's getting very smoky in there with the guy with the cigarette goes, listen, guys, we got to get out of here. There's too much smoke. Yeah. And he damn near left his beer when he walked out. That's how bad it was. Yeah, it was dire, Charles. I mean, it was bad. That's a situation. Um. And by the time you figure your promoters and stuff and trying to get the, you know, the smoke out of there and stuff and get the proper equipment, it's just, it, it ain't going to work out for us. I can see down the road if we have some uh, summer pools outside and stuff, maybe we can play with it there. But for right now, we're not, you know, down the road we might if we get some equipment, but for right now, we're not going to have any diesels. Um, basic same rules, 11-foot draw bar, I mean draw bar, 11-foot uh, weight bracket. Uh, tractors have to have a kill switch, really bars, of course. Uh, engine side shields. Uh, rev limiters are going to be mandatory. Uh, we recommend everybody has a steel flywheel or a, a blanket, of course. Um, uh, RPM. That was a big question on RPM, what we were going to do. Uh, what we came up with is on the six cylinders, we're going to let them run 3,000 RPM. On um, the four cylinders, we'll let them run 2,500 RPM, or, I know this is confusing, or if your tractor runs more than 2,500 RPM and 30% overstocked RPM, you can run that RPM. And the same goes with the two cylinders. You can run up to 1,800 RPM, but if the tractor shows more than that at 30% overstocked RPM, that's the RPM you can run. That's what we came up for the R's. Uh, speed limit is going to be at 12. We had quite a bit of discussion on that, but we figured with these short tracks and stuff and with these motors and to try to keep it more calmed down to keep it at 12 at first to see where we're at. Uh, then we get to the uh, engine motor rule. Uh, bear with me. I think it's like number 10 or something like that. Uh, we try to keep it, uh, the engine and motor must be like recognized from the same manufacturing company of the same tractor that bolts in. I should probably have looked this up. Looks like the same uh, number of cylinders. The same configuration. In other words, if it's like a straight six, it's got to be a straight six. No V6s or V8s are going to be allowed. Uh, then chassis too, they have to still have the tractor transmission and rear end. It must be also from the same manufacturer company of that tractor being pulled. And front axles must be safe, sturdy, and similar to the factory stock wheelbase. Carburetors and manifolds are pretty much going to let them whatever they want to run. If they want to run homemade uh, intakes and exhaust, like header pipes and stuff, that's fine. Uh, girdle plates and deck plates, that's fine. Uh, dead man throttles. We do want them to have a governor that's a working governor. Uh, high back seat, up to seven inches tall. And again, uh, rev limiters and whatever you guys want to run for electronic systems and such. 
if you want to run out like a C5 or MSD box or something, that's fine. And yeah, that's about where we're at. Again, try to open it up a little bit to some guys that are out there that never could pull with us because our rules never fit their tractors, so hopefully now they can come and play with us. Does it say uh, on there specifically one carburetor, or is multiple allowed? No, just one updraft carburetor, ag carburetor. Ag carburetor. So so the argument that um, Stromberg's were on crop duster pl- airplanes? The air tractor. The air tractor, is that going to fly? Yes, that was used years ago, and that, yes. <laughs> it says any agricultural type carburetor is allowed. It does not limit how many in the rules currently. No, it doesn't. And like I say, the first year or two, this is going to be a learning curve for everybody. So six, it is. Somebody <laughs> might show us something. What in the hell? Well, I never thought of that. Yeah, I suppose you know. DT four sixty six with six updraft carbs on it. I can do Why that. Why not? Yeah, we're going to limit to one, so. What's the uh, thoughts on, uh, for any TPA with the, the new Propolar tire, especially in the 18438? Right now it is illegal because it's a radial design only from them, but if they get a bias ply coming out, what's uh, what's the, the thoughts out there? Is there any feeling on that? You know, I'm glad you brought that up, Charles. <laughs> um, they uh, got a hold of us at the summer pool, and coming out now, um, there is going to be coming out a new 14938 top cut tire by them. And they got our blessing to go ahead, and it will be legal to run with the NATPA. Um, it's going to be just like a regular field and road, I believe, 14.9. And uh, it's going to be just a little bit taller. And they said, yeah, when we talked to them, we. Any suggestions is yes, make an 18-430 just like it in a bias ply. And they said, yep, that's what the next step they're going to do, and they're going to probably get the blessing on that too. So, yes. Do no you, radios, but if they're making a drill bias, yes, they can run that. Do you envision uh, in some of these classes the requirement coming for some sort of full-length frame rail or a frame tieback? Because I just see an issue just like the big super farms and hot farms this past summer running some of those kind of newer tire designs where – these guys just aren't going to be able to carry enough nose weight, and a few slam downs hard enough, we're going to start cracking some stuff. Yeah, that's why we're kind of encouraging people to run like ladder bars and stuff, and a lot of girdles, and support bars and stuff. Because, like you say, if they're going to be hooking up, they're going to be hooking up pretty hard. And that's why we kind of limit them too with the, uh, the weight classes and the speed. I think it's all good things. I think they're, you guys are on the right track and, and pretty cognizant of what's going on out there and what the what the changes might be coming forward. Yeah, like I say, when we, we did all this, we did. We took about a year off to actually go around, do our homework, and talk to people, go to tractor poles and see what worked, what didn't, you know, what was way outrageous and what was realistic. And that's how we kind of came up with these rules and such. And all the suggestions that we did have before that didn't go over, we looked at them again kind of refined them and that's what we put into these rules that's another way how we came up with these rules the <coughs> wanting to pull with us these are some of their suggestions now just the whole thing is to make sure you know hopefully some of these guys will show up now i the very the first year i'm not assuming we're going to be people are going to knock the door down we're going to have 50 60 people in a weight class but 
I think it would be a little slow at first. Everybody's going to be a little hesitant, but give it time. I think we'll be all right. Yeah, Especially I'd like to. For like Princeton, Indiana and stuff, I think you're going to see some trackers down there. I'd like to see the Division Five side of things kind of wake up again. It, it's an interesting class to me, and I, I don't know. It might have even been right here on, on our program here a week or two ago. We were talking about kind of missing the the days of you know, back in the late 1990s, particularly of the antique classes where they really were kind of a kind of the, the natural super stock, but not quite as crazy as things got, you know, throughout the 2000s, kind of the, you know, the little bit higher winder, but keep them smaller on the cubic inch type of uh, antique class. And, um, you know, division fives kind of supplanted that, I suppose, but, um, yeah, it, it's good. I, I, it's good. I like to see the just how far you can push things. And we even thought about, we even talked about that, the displacement restriction on stuff. I think it's the point where so, again, we're restricted on our time period and stuff. It's like, who's going to enforce that and check every tracker out? And we got people coming in. Different. We don't have time to do that. So this is the easiest way we thought we could solve that issue. So it's kind of like if you want to actually have a stock 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 class well that'd be great but again who's going to be tearing down these tractors every time they pull and make sure they got stock pistons and crank and you know it's not even feasible no it'd be wonderful but it's not feasible yeah no it's it's not so yeah i got high hopes for it and we'll uh we'll see how it goes all good things and the nice part is it doesn't affect division five at all this way so yeah, the guys who wanted same old, same old can continue to have their uh, fun pulling with themselves, I guess. Yeah. I mean, we might as well just give them a jacket at the beginning of the year and save them some time and money. So, like I say, I've had a Division 5 tractor for several years now, and they just sat in the shed because I'm like, this is really foolish. So, Or is it broke like half the other tractors in your shed? That. Or is it broke like half your other tractors in your shed? Not broke, it's just sitting in pieces. <laughs> <laughs> it was fine until I got a hold of it. Now it is probably broke. <laughs> I'm good at tearing stuff apart as I put it together. I have an issue with Yeah, I'm not too far off on you with that one. The biggest issue I have, which we could probably spend another four hours on, is trying to get anything done, guys. My goodness gracious. I'd like to have a dollar for every speed shop in the last 50 years I've been to that, yeah, no problem, we'll get right on it. And two years later, it's still sitting in the same corner with dust all over it. Yeah, by God, we're just going to get on that. No, you weren't. You haven't even looked at it yet. Yep. And then when they finally do do it, they do it wrong. It's very, very frustrating. I, I, I kind of see the other side these days. I, I'm, I'm working for one, and, and uh, yeah, I can I, I see now why it takes forever to get anything done. And I realize the stuff we bring in, yeah, I want to bore this block out two inches bigger than the stock bar, and, you know, I can see where these guys are like, oh, fuck, here comes another tractor puller. Here we go again. Yeah, I want to do this, and I want you know what, sleep? No, I have no idea. Do you want, I have no idea. What you, I don't know. Do you... I want, and they sit there and their hands like you're a little kid doing a fish story. I want it this big, and but then again, it's like my money's just as good as the other guy that came in here. You know, if there's a guy who needs this stuff done that's making a living, I don't have a problem with that at all. Yes, for God's sake, working his stuff first, I do not have an issue at all. 
But if I waited my time and it's been there for two years and it's sitting there using it as a lampshade now, no, I, I don't like that. Yeah, two years is a bit bit ridiculous, but yeah, I, I see it quite often at work now where you get the phone call every day, hey, how's it going? Hey, how's it going? And a lot of times it's not even us that are, we're, we're not the ones dragging our feet. We're doing our damnedest. It's just we're waiting on stuff from somebody else that we don't manufacture to come in so that we can take that next step. And it, you get right. you get six or seven shops all cascading on, on each other like that in, a, in the course of a, a build, and it really gets bad. <clears throat> in a build tractors before, and there, there's nothing worse than the guy that's there every day. Hey, how you doing? Hey, 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 hey. Well, if you leave me alone, I could probably get it done. How's that sound? You don't want to say that, but you almost get to that point. Yeah, that's why you see the the shops that have the sign hanging on the wall that the you know the shop rate goes up if you watch. Yeah, or stay behind this line, which is in the parking lot. Yeah, I have the same <laughs> right. issue with my wife. <laughs> well, I don't. I like to meet her in the parking lot. But <laughs> but reminds no, me, you sold like me twenty days. bucks. change on the that, that never mind. <laughs> you're out of you're out of you're out of peanut butter by the way I just, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and for god's sake next time don't get chucky that don't work for the damn <laughs> your money's on the dresser baby i'm done with you <laughs> but no i had a guy he uh i ordered pistons for him to build a big and they just, they never would show up. So I called the guys, where's the piston? Well, finally, and of course, every time I'd get a hold of Pablo Cruz on the other line, hello, C-A. no, no, I want to talk to somebody, please, that speaks English or kind of sort of English. Well, the old fart kept calling him and changing the order all the time on the pistons without me knowing it. Well, that's why the pistons weren't showing up. And then he'd give me hell, how come my pistons ain't here? Well, I don't know, they should be. But, but no, I know, it's, it's frustration all over, but. I don't know. <laughs> Neighbors are out again. <laughs> God, I guess so. <laughs> First of the month, too. <laughs> I actually made Charles uh, speechless on that one where he hit his own I mic. I was reaching for the mute button just in case. Yeah, I was going to say, I never heard anybody sneeze in that time of the month, but well, okay. <laughs> you once again, you'll understand in a few minutes. <laughs> so where are we going to be wrapping? Go ahead. I, I got to hear this one. I was just going to say, is it that time you're in your neighbor's burning across the backyard again? <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, so where are we going to be ending the year with the points championship for uh, 2018? Um, I've heard a rumor it's going to be in... Uh, I'm talking this coming season. I know we got one coming up, too. Well, like I say, the, the, the spring pole is going to be up a year away, but, or Indiana down there. And uh, as of right now, yeah, the championship pole is going to be also in Indiana. In uh, Princeton in April for 2018. Bring some good announcers in this year for that. Yeah, you know any? No, depends what weekend. <laughs> what weekend in April? Always first. Yeah, Princeton is uh, April sixth and seventh. Ah, uh, okay, that's fine. That could that could that could work. 
and Waterloo's February 9th and 10th of this year. I'm I'm already booked for the, February 9th and 10th. Okay, I got to get that in the calendar. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm booked for that one. Well, actually, I was talking to Charles, but yeah, I guess you could come to this. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad Allison likes me. I know it. It's a hell of a note. Well, bless her heart, Allison, she's working night and get her new job and stuff, so she's keeping busy, her bookkeepers, so. Least somebody's Everybody, working. I'm here. I wouldn't get in her way. She, she gets on a mission. Yep, she gets stuff done. Yep, she does. No, actually, it's been pretty boring, guys. I don't have too much. Like I told you before we started, we, uh. I'm in the process of ordering some new uh, traffic cones for the track. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, it's color-coded. Uh, you know, that is exciting news. That and the suitcase weights just made my night. Oh, I tell you, it never ends. <laughs> how many well, budget approval meetings did it take for the cones? How many budget approval meetings did it take for the cones? Uh, none. I'm probably going to just donate them. That way there's not an issue. Just like here. Until Bob goes to retire from uh, the NATPA and he takes his cones with him. Yeah. <laughs> fine, fine. Those are my cones. I think we. I think there's a few well, pullers we could. could we station cones in our garage. Um, I don't know. They're cool. I can put them up in my garage and go boom, boom down the track all the time in my garage when I'm retired. You could even wear one of them like a hat. Yeah. Drink out of them. Somebody went to the trouble to make something for shotgunning beers, and that's why Drew is now silent. He is just uh, enthralled with this. I mean, all right now, they're shotgunning water, actually. They, that's pot I water. haven't seen a beer out yet. It's it's all water, but I like this. This is. I need to order one. I was going to say, I haven't heard any clicking noise in the background. You guys okay? Yeah. I'm clicking away. I'm, there we go. Finally, a, well, the last one the was last a beer. One. <laughs> you notice? You notice they didn't show anybody drinking it. Oh, they couldn't handle that. Their hats are on backwards and the brims are flat. Oh, right. Right, Natty Light it is for them. <laughs> and feel a little guilty there. Um, let's see, other food for thought. I guess I got for you guys. Um, what was that? I forget. I was going to tell you. Uh, we averaged three hundred twenty-seven hooks last year at a pool. Not bad at all. No, that's not bad. Food for thought. So yeah. numbers are way down. Uh, you know, pulling's dying. In fact, I think the worst pull we had was uh, Corona last year. It was 297. Yeah, that was it. Was down uh, this past year, and we we didn't we never did really put our finger firmly on why that was, but. Uh, <coughs> Four hundred and sixty two and then that Friday night we had hundred and seven, so it was like five hundred and sixty nine hooks that weekend. Oh, I I not that I'd ever forget that. Damn paint yeah, that was a weekend. Damn paint dryers are boring as hell. Yeah, sure they are. Yeah. Yeah, tractor pulling's dying for the antique class. Okay. I don't know. If I had a dollar for every time Pennsylvania, hello. Yeah. If I had a dollar for every time somebody hated on the antiques, it's just like, look, I get it. Maybe if they're not your thing to watch, I understand. But if you get informed about what's going on out there on the track, it's actually some of the most dynamic and exciting pulling to watch. And, and I, be, I will 
say till my dying day, the best drivers in this sport are driving antiques. No, they have to be. I mean, like you say, you've increased the cubic inches and the horsepower three, four times, and then you're trying to go four miles an hour down the track with big cut tires, you know, and try not to blow the tire, and you're trying to miss holes, and you got to have your act together. Yep. No, to go from like a Division 5, 5-plus tractor to pull like a Division 2, it's it's like, oh, my God, I'm kind of a shitty driver. What the hell happened? I thought I could used to be able to do this. Yeah, we've we've had more than a, more than one guy who, you know, have, have driven in the big show and has said, "Yeah, I it, I get nervous as hell pulling speed limit. I got too much time to think." And I've had a lot of guys that have gone big time now come down and watch the antique stuff, and they go, "Holy mackerel, my God, what are you guys doing to this stuff?" <laughs> as far as power, they're used to being running, you know, somebody could run second once while third gear. That was impressive. Hell, everybody's running down the road gear now. It's like, you know, how fast is he going down the track? And that's a three-quarter throttle, you know. That's yeah. impressive. Yep. Yeah, no, it sure is. I, I, I really enjoy that, and we try to bring a little bit of that to the, to the announcing side of things and educate people who happen to be there about what's going on and so that they can well, get I'm the same appreciation we do. Magazine, maybe you guys have some influence. I, w- I wish we could set up a poll or even some classes with some of these big, big polls. Maybe the night before or during a break or something, and just demonstrate a couple of our classes with them. You know, just to that's, show what we're up to. That's an idea. Yeah, I, I think uh, a lot of people have. They, they don't. They don't. They aren't in the scene, so they guess they don't know. They don't realize exactly what you said. That just how impressive the machines are and what they're capable of doing. Um, yeah, I don't know. That, that that may be something that can be approached. You know, I mean, the, the days of, like we've joked about before, the creeper load John Deere beat going, dicky, 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 going a mile and a half down the track. Yeah, those, there's a time and place for that, and they do well. But you know, there's also some guys out there putting up some serious horsepower with the same block and head that that tractor came out with with a carburetor, you know. Yeah. Yep. There's, there's some cool stuff going on in the antique pulling world that um, – yeah, people just don't realize that they 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 see the three and a half mile an hour thing and they go, oh god. But if they only knew. Well, like when Andrew came down to Sigurdsson that year to announce, it, you know, there's always used to be some tractors in there. It's like you know, bless their heart, they shouldn't even be here. Those days aren't anymore. Everybody's there and everybody can win. I mean, everybody's extremely competitive. Everybody's got a tough ass tractor. Yeah, it, it the the work that goes in behind the scenes because of the. Because of the speed limit, because of the limited RPM, the the things that they're doing just to get extreme cubic inches—I mean, insane amount of displacement—to be able to do this, very very impressive. Well, and the, the changing of the gearing and stuff too. I, you know, I go to see Justin Dodge, and he'll sit there with thirty, forty gears sitting on a deal. I'm like, "What are you doing?" And so how how do you know? You know, trying to figure out how to change this or that or. Yeah. Then, you know, have something custom made and then try this gear with that gear. And you know, it takes a lot of time to try to figure out what goes with what. Yep. Yeah, there's no there's no manual for this stuff. It's not like hey, we're we're going to throw an LS Chevy in it and call up strange and get some ratios. Yeah, and like you say, you call somebody, "Okay, I need a cam for a big block Chevy. Well, what kind of grand you want it?" Well, what I need a number 445. Okay, we'll be in the mail tomorrow. Thanks. Yeah. I need a steel crank for a, you know, okay, what, what, how big a stroke do you want? Okay, here you go. 
Yep, that stuff. Then just... we're sitting here trying to figure out how a D19 rod out of an AC will fit on a John Deere B, and you know, all sorts of weird shit. And it's like, how'd you come up with that? Um, lots of beer and lots of yeah. thinking. <laughs> I found hey, one Christ, I kicked under the welder. bench 17 years ago, and when I saw it, I thought, you know, if I just take a couple thousands off that side. I did as a kid. I'd you'd hunt through a bone here, and also I was like, hey, there's a neat-looking rod that's offset. I wonder how that would work. Yeah. I think I, my first John Deere I built had, like, DC rods in it. They'd be like, well, God, that worked good. How'd you figure? I, I don't know. Yeah. I it, grabbed them because I thought they'd work. The shame of it is when scrap prices got so high here, you know, 10 years ago now, all that stuff's gone. Going boneyard picking anymore is boring as shit because there's nothing left. I went to one last week, and just like you say, they those days don't exist anymore. No. All they do is give you a catalog and say, here, you can order out of this, and what we do have for parts, we get half of what the brand new part comes. So it's like, oh, hey, that's great. Can you get this then? No, we can't get that. Okay, cool. Nice talk. Yeah, no, actually, we walked through what used to be one of the biggest boneyards in the state here. What was it, three years ago now? Three or four, three anyway. Or four. Yeah. And uh, it was so depressing. Everything that was left, nothing. There was nothing there unless you needed a housing. Yeah, it's almost not even that around. And actually, last time I drove by there, even since then, now there's nothing left at that place. It's kind of sad. We had a two-cylinder show here once, and the guys went through some of the bone yards, and all they were doing is buying the serial number tags. And then, you know, it just basically ruined the value of the tractors. Yeah. But the guys in the salvage yard, they didn't care. You know, it didn't mean nothing to them. They are going to knock them ahead anyway, so. Hmm. God, the guy gave me 50 bucks for a tag. Can you believe that? Well, yeah, now all of a sudden the tractors were $25,000, you know. Yeah, that's another one I don't get, and I don't think, uh, you know, all this this whole Mecham gone farming thing, I mean, it's kind of cool to watch and, and that, but, you know, when a when a... Thirty foot gorgeous twelve oh six is going for thirty thousand dollars. Something's wrong. Right. <laughs> They're back out again. I'm telling you. <laughs> Too much hot. <laughs> Yo, we're gonna have to take a break. His head's gonna blow off. Oh my god. <clears throat> yeah, we're gonna take a break. This is sidetrack on pulling radio network. You make your living going up and down the road, and time is money. Would you like to save up from 5 to 25% on fuel, up to 25% more power, with better bottom-end acceleration? You need to get with DieselFreak.com and their truck tuning services. Works for Cummins, Caterpillar, Detroit Diesel, and more. If you want to kick it up another notch, you can get their off-highway tuning for high horsepower. It'll unlock the RPM limiters, twin turbo setups, VGT turbo replacement, EGR valve delete, DPF delete, urea delete, and more, and it all comes with a 30-day warranty. Now not only that, they've also moved into the agriculture realm. They'll bring their dyno on site to you. Get a baseline on your tractor, write a custom tune for it, load it up, and show you the difference. Also, with a 30 day warranty, save fuel, increase power with performance tuning from dieselfreak.com. For Case IH, Callenger, Claus, Fent, John Deere, Massey, Ferguson, New Holland, Valtra, and more, dieselfreak.com. They can be reached at 989 748 4145. 989 748 4145. Ask for Wade and tell them the pull. Radio Network sent you.
And we're back with Sidetracked on Pulling Radio Network, powered by Dirty Hooker Diesel. Always great to talk to Bob. I wish he lived closer. Yeah, he's he's a cool guy to, to speak with and hang out with, actually. I, I can't wait for Mason not only to get behind the mic out there and get to see the NATPA family, but just get a chance to spend some time with Bob DeBerg again. Yeah, cool guy, real cool. So looking forward to see what's going to happen with Division 5+. Plus and Bring your tractors, man. Get them out. This is what people wanted. Let's do it. You know, red diamonds fit in. You know, there's lots of options out there now. And uh, big inch cases, there's the Molines. I mean, come on. Let's do something. Yeah, it's basically a free-for-all class. So nobody can bitch. The rules are too tight. There's basically no rules. Yeah, do it. The only thing that threw me off was the rev limiter and a governor. Yeah. I'm going to have to go back into that and reread that a little. It says you have to have both, and that's something I'd say one or the other. Yeah. I'd rather just see the rev limiter. Yeah, why not? Especially because, you know, we're going to do a 900-inch 466 with a, a, a carb for each cylinder and trying to rug up a governor in addition to all those throttle linkages. Son of a bitch. <laughs> we go broke on turnbuckles just for adjusting the carb. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was sitting there thinking how many, how much it's going to cost me in AN fittings to freaking plumb the son of a bitch, and now i got to put a governor in there, too? God damn it. <laughs> Especially when it was internally governed with, by the injection pump to begin with. I mean, can we, can I, can we use the external governor? Belt Is that driven, illegal? there we go. Belt driven? It that doesn't say you can't. That might help. I don't know. <laughs> to think about this. We're oh you we got we got this one figured out. You and I both know that. Yeah, I, I think there's a guy we'd have to coax out of retirement to help us with it too. I think he would just for one, one last red yeah. one. Yeah, especially because it's going to stay close. Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, with that, my name's Armstead. My name is Kane. Good night.